everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today. We have a return guest here that we have interviewed. We interviewed last year. It's the only editor we have ever interviewed. Uh, it's the very great friend of the podcast, Randy Carter is here. And Randy, thanks so much for coming back. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So how have you been? I've talked to you for a year. Uh, I've been good. I've been super busy, uh, as always, working on a lot of films, which is, which is what I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've done, uh, I mean, I can't, I've probably done, uh, over half a dozen films since the last time I spoke to you. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. it's just a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. But you still love, you still love what you do. Uh, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite thing about being an editor? It's, it's, there's a couple of things which are sort of like, they're kind of like in the same wheelhouse, but there's two aspects of it that I love. One is I love the storytelling aspect of being an editor is getting, getting to sort of like put the pieces together and help tell the sort of most entertaining and clear story that you can. Um, and, and so that's part of it. And, and combined with that is I love the idea of like being the person that sort of takes all the different elements and is able to combine them to sort of like, you know, put it all together and, and see it from beginning to end and, mm -hmm. and just put all the pieces together. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle that you're putting together, mm -hmm. but it's a jigsaw puzzle that if you move a piece, you know, the pieces don't necessarily have to go where you think they go. They can go someplace else and you get a slightly different picture. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a wonderful process. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever sort of feel like, oh, I wish they had taken the the first the kind of the first draft that you put together uh or i forget how you phrased it but your first edit that you put together yeah, you i think, mean why did they pick that other shot that my 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 pick was was better well some sometimes generally yeah. generally not i mean a, a lot of times especially when you're dealing with films for television there's a very specific running time that you have to meet right so things either have to stay in that you would like to come out or things have to come out just because you know it might be perfect but it's perfect and it's two minutes too long mm -hmm. and so there's no choice but two minutes have to come out and so part of my job is in conjunction with the director and the producers and the network is figuring out you know what two minutes can we lose that aren't going to affect the story i mean what's the 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 part that can come out that's going to affect the story the least mm -hmm. um and so uh, rarely do they make i mean every once in a while there'll be a decision that i'm like well, i don't think that's the right way to go but you know those are decisions that are made above me and i'm the one making those decisions those changes mm -hmm. i mean they tell me to make them but i'm actually okay. the one it's not like i see it after the fact that i go whoa what happened there oh, okay. i'm the one that makes those changes so if they want a different take or if they want to cut something or put something in a different place, I mean, I'm the one who does it based on their direction. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm ever surprised when I see it on the air and go like, whoa, what just happened there? Yeah. Interesting. So, so what's, what's your fastest turnaround that you've ever done on one of these TV movies? Without, without question, I think I mentioned this last time, Christmas Land, oh, yeah. um, which we did. Um, I can't remember what year that was, but we shot that thing in late October, early November. I think we wrapped like sometime in the first week of November and it aired December 12th, oh um, which, which was insane. I mean, we yeah. had to do a lot of things that we don't ordinarily do 
The director was approving scenes while we were still shooting. The composer was recording final music for the scenes. The network was signing off on scenes without seeing the full context of the film because there was just no time. Um, uh, and, and that was, there was a very specific reason that there was a company and I don't know the details, but there was a company that was supposed to do that movie and something happened and to this day. I'm still not sure what happened, but at the last minute, like they couldn't do it. They, and so the network contacted us and said, can you, you know, we have this hole in our schedule. Now we have this film. Can you mount this production and get it by, you know, the delivery date? And we foolishly said yes, <laughs> and and we did it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was it was pretty. Uh, that was a pretty tough road to hoe. Yeah, I interviewed Nikki Deloach, and uh, that was mm. I think her. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was her first Hallmark movie. I could be get. I think. And uh, yeah, could have been. <laughs> it was a, it was an intense experience, but she said it was great. So I have to. I need to watch that yeah. again. Well, the thing is, I mean, not to, not to take away from any of them, but, but their experience was exactly the same as it ordinarily would have been right. because they shot for an X number of days, just like they would have if they had shot it in August, as opposed mm -hmm. to October. That's true. It's only in the post. So it's, it's like the composer and myself and, mm -hmm. and all the, like the post sound mixers and, and the, the, the color correction people and all the delivery people, everybody involved in post-production, not just me, but everybody sure. had to like really amp up their schedules and like make it happen fast, fast, fast. Yeah. So I just, I think she got the scripts, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to listen to that podcast again, but got it pretty quickly. And then, Oh, that, that could be that again part because of, of that last the, minute. The yeah. Busyness. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, that's really, really interesting. And I feel like it's even, I, I've, I wouldn't be surprised if some on this, uh, this slate, because there's so many are even later than that in finishing filming. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all because well, you know, it's so many. It's, it's, we, there are so many, but because of that, what happens is there are more production companies involved. Um, and, and, and also like, for example, we are shooting like, I think three back to back in Utah, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, which we don't ordinarily do them sort of back to back to back to back, yeah. but we have no choice because there's so many this yeah. year. Um, and of course we do them not just for Hallmark, but we also do them for lifetime and other, other channels. So yeah. our, our production slate is pretty full. There's one on Lifetime that they haven't announced yet. And I don't know if they're just going to not do 28 and they're just going to do 27 or if, uh, if they just haven't announced it yet. And then on Hallmark, there's one that we only know the title. That's it. We don't have casting. We don't have, it's, it's Alice in Christmas land. We don't know right. anything about it at all director well, actors i mean that, that's not saying they haven't completely cast it but we just don't know oh it's entirely possible that they yeah. haven't cast it yet or even chosen a director yet that's i mean crazy. it's september now yeah. they could easily be shooting this in sure. october again right. um because yeah. also nowadays i mean the, the christmas season i mean i have a christmas movie that we did it's actually a really really good one for lifetime it's uh -huh. airing october 25th Right. Oh, so you're the, I mean, the, the first one, huh? Yeah. They're, they're airing like before Halloween now. So, you know, mm -hmm. if one, if some is going to shoot in 
you know, like late October sometime, either early October, late October, that is hopefully one that airs closer to actual Christmas, you know, to yeah. give them some kind of time. Whereas if it, if it, you know, we shot one back in June and we were like, oh, good, you know, June is when you normally would shoot your Christmas movies, but it's right. airing in October. Right. So uh, that's pretty crazy. That is, it's wild. I, I mean, we are very, <laughs> feeling very overwhelmed just because we're starting to do the preview shows uh, in October uh, for the, for the different channels. And it's just, there's so many Christmas movies. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you guys watch I mean, every. I, I plan on watching that by the end of this season, I will have seen at least a hundred christmas movies well but also you guys you guys year. don't only just do the christmas movies you do all hallmark movies yeah right? so yeah we do. <laughs> if you count you know the winter wonderland yeah. whatever they call it their winter fest and then their fall right. harvest and their summer you count all that stuff together there's like what isn't there like 90 some movies that hallmark yeah, just, just hallmark does yeah just from hallmark there's gonna be close to 100 for the year oh my god and <laughs> It's wild. It's wild and crazy. And, yeah, so and, far. And you guys don't just you guys don't just watch them. You have to sort of analyze them and like review them and talk about <laughs> yeah, them and yeah. that's you know that's I mean, a lot of work. At least you. <laughs> at least we're not like some of the other podcasts that do an entire episode just on one movie. Like we combine them mm. in, you know, cuz I just don't feel like there's sure. enough meat on the bones for most of these most of these movies to have a whole 45 minute episode about them you know unless they're a hall of fame or we're combining it with an interview or some other way because it's just i mean how much can you really talk about one of these movies uh but uh sure. but yeah so far this year uh i have seen uh as of recording this is the 22nd of september i have seen six 59 hallmark movies Mm. 59 wow but you know there's there's it's so funny you would think that like so many christmas movies and that's just the hallmark Mm. christmas movies and of course lifetime is is amping up their christmas movies and like you know people are going to get sick of these right there's no evidence at all (laughs) that people are getting sick of these there's No. no evidence at all that these are that they're starting to you know lose their luster or whatever um uh they still the ratings are still great it's it's still hallmarks you know biggest time of the year uh doing their christmas movies that's their best ratings i mean mm-hmm. people love these things so yeah what can you do true. yeah we're really excited about it and uh just to it, there's something about being a completionist that's very satisfying to me not only just to say i did it but also just to see it in totality you know and to see how how they all approach it just slightly different and and why some of them work and some of them don't despite the fact that they're essentially the same ingredients like it's it's, it's well it's that's the thing, thing isn't it because because i work on you know whatever i just said oh i've worked on like you know three yeah. or four christmas movies this year and you're like pshaw that's nothing i've watched <laughs> 80 of them and and my point is like when i'm working on them i i often feel like you know, oh, all the ingredients are the same. The stories are kind of very similar. Yeah. You know, we, they repeat a lot of the same actors, but they do it for a reason. People love these actors and, pe- mm-hmm. you know, the feedback seems to be that the audience likes that they're kind of predictable yeah. and they kind of know where they're going. I mean, 
They don't want anything. I mean, Hallmark is very aware of what its brand is and, yeah. and tries to deliver. So its audience is happy. But so if right. you're watching, you know, 80 of these or however many, you know, 40 Hallmark Christmas movies, they they all got to blend together. I mean, like yeah. next year, if I threw a title at you, would you even remember what it was about? I, I have a weird memory for that kind of thing. Really? I, I might. But, uh, wow. but, 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 but not everything, not everything. They do kind right. of, kind of blend together. Uh, and, and the titles are often so yeah, similar. Especially I mean, some of the ones that were, that I, that made no impression on me, either being super bad or super great. Like the middling right. ones are the ones I'm more likely to kind of forget, but sure. <laughs> um, but the lukewarm ones. Well, it was nice. For me, earlier this year, I I got to do a Hallmark movie that wasn't a Christmas movie. Yes. Um, I did I did one of their summer movies. I did Sister of the Bride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we which was which liked, was nice. We liked Sister of the Bride. I actually got to interview the writer of that one, mm, Anna. Sure. Yeah, Anna, and uh, it, I really liked her, and I really liked I don't know, I just liked the fact that the movie there were a couple from the very beginning. And so it well, wasn't like... here's the thing. Do you want a little secret about yeah. why they were a couple right from the beginning, well, which is I mean, very unlike the, the, <laughs> the, it, the it was normal just, thing? It was nice to not have to wait till the last 30 seconds for them to get together. Like, they were a right. couple from the beginning, and uh, they're seeing their dynamic as they tried to wrestle with, like, a pretty easy-to-relate-to issue of, of, you know, what career are they going to put first in the relationship and... How is that going right. to work? And I thought that was really good. But but what's your the, give us the scoop? The original the original script was a sequel to a previous movie where oh. at the end of the movie they had gotten engaged. Uh -huh. And so they were going to start this movie as engaged and it was going to be about a follow-up and then they're you know they're trying to get their wedding scheduled and pretty much the plot was more or less the same as it is now, but it was a sequel. You were following characters that had met and fallen in love and gotten engaged in the first movie. And then somewhere in the development process, they decided they didn't want to make it a sequel anymore, but they still liked the story. So it got changed, but they, it maintained, like it's very unusual because there's no sort of meet cute because yeah. they've they're already engaged. Yep. So that was kind of a, a, like a unique challenge. I, I think the cast was really good in that movie. Mm. Um, um, I did two movies with, um, with Ryan Rotman. Um, I did mm. sister, the bride and I did, uh, I did a cut on a, uh, uh, what was it called? Christmas Wonderland, yeah, Christmas Wonderland. with him. Mm -hmm. And he's great. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Um, and then uh, Michael yeah. Gross, who played the dad. I, I love Michael Gross. I cut, I cut him in a movie years ago and I got to meet him. Um, he is such a genuinely nice man. He is so just giving and just wonderful. Yeah. And he, so it was so much fun. I didn't get to, they shot that in Palm Springs. Um, I did not go out to location, so I didn't get to meet any of these people, but, um, but that, that was a fun one. Yeah. He's like America's dad. I mean, really, he really is. <laughs> and, and that's why his character was kind of a lot. He was a lot, but because he's I'll, I'll tell like, you. similar to Tom Hanks, you know, like you put Tom Hanks in a role and maybe it's a little bit of a, a, a lot role, you know, a little bit challenging, to like this person but because it's tom hanks and he's inherently likable it you like the character you're rooting for the character i think it's kind of the same it, it, there was a lot of in in editorial there was a lot of like walking the thin line between yeah. is he too angry 
or is he, you know, just being a protective father? And that's where you start choosing which takes do you use? Because some takes were angrier than others. Um, You know, uh, Hallmark decided they really wanted to sort of shy away from being it because there were some takes that were much angrier um, that he went with and they didn't want to use those. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they wanted to be just more like the protective father and not be. and, And so a lot of like his the sort of dad humor, mm-hmm. which was there. And a lot of that was Michael improving. Um, they want to definitely keep all of that because then that just makes him, oh, that's dad, you know. You know, he's just being dad. So everybody sort of like, you know, would still like him because there was a, and again, like you said, casting Michael Gross, everybody loves that guy. Sure. So like you said, it's just like t- casting Tom Tom Hanks. How can you, how can you not like him? Right. You, you know, it's hard to play, for him to play a bad guy. So yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, was the 4th of July aspect of it, was that added in kind of late or was that a plan from the beginning? It in was, your, I mean, right? it, I, as far as I'm aware, it was always there. I mean, certainly from the script that they started shooting okay. that I first saw, it was always 4th of July. Interesting. Um, um, it does seem to be, it's sort of like the same thing kind of happens sometimes on the Christmas movies where you look at a movie and go, you know, you could take Christmas out of that movie mm-hmm. and nothing changes. <laughs> right. You know, it's not really about, because I mean, how many movies can you be where Christmas is like at the core of what the story is about? Right. And so, yeah, Sister of the Bride didn't have to be 4th of July. There's, you know, it, the exact same story could have played out and not be 4th of July. But, you know, they, they always try to, like, wrap these things around holidays if they can. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, so I want to talk more about your ones from last year real quick. But I wanted mm. – I know you're a big Good Witch fan. So I wanted to get your, yeah. your feeling about how did you feel about the last season. You know, we had to say goodbye to, to Grace and, uh, you know, Bailey leaving and – and a lot of stuff happening. How did you feel about the season? Well, I I like the season. I'm really curious. I thought the the, the season played out fine. I'm just uh-huh. really curious what they're going to do next season when Bailey's gone. Yeah. Because I also hear they're keeping Nick. Right. So even though he's also supposed to go away to college, they're obviously going to like you know have him somehow stay in town. One can only imagine. Um, I have to believe this is my prediction i have no inside information about this whatsoever i think uh uh uh, cassie and and uh, sam are going to adopt um or maybe foster or in some way get like a young teenager in the house Mm. i think they're either gonna probably not adopt they'll probably foster some like you know wayward yeah. you know orphan that shows up at gray house one day and then cassie decides to take her in It'll probably be somehow tied to like I swear they never tire of of college friends of Cassie. Right. Like how many friends did this person did she have? Like what's going on? And, and every one of them is like her best friend. It's like yeah. she was my best friend. Right. Really? You have fifty of them. I mean, Cassie is a delight, so I don't doubt it. But still, wow. Uh, I even read. I think in the in the Halloween special, it's Cassie's college roommate is coming <laughs> I, swear she's I know so... i know uh but it's, yeah i wouldn't funny. be surprised if it was something like that or you know for sure somebody will end up moving into the house one way or another there were 
there were a couple of episodes this season. I think the writers, they had new writers this season, I believe. And they, they mm-hmm. got it towards the end. They finally got it down. But like, there was the one episode where like the prince showed up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just, <laughs> this is not a show that's like where there's guest stars of the week. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be that way. I mean, in the beginning, I don't know if you remember the first couple of seasons yeah. of Good Witch, like every episode, like a new, you know, a guest star would show up and I'm right. going to stay at Grey House and here's my story and Cassie will help me solve my story. And then I, I move on. And, but then they've gotten away from that because it's more about our regular characters there right. in Middleton, which I think works better. At least I prefer that. Mm-hmm. So when there's somebody that shows up, that's only going to be there for an episode or two, stays in Grey House, has a problem, and then leaves, it's like, I'm not that interested because I don't get that invested in that character. Yeah. Where I have all these other characters. Like, I mean, for God's sake, they have George there. And what have they done with that guy in five years? <laughs> Nothing. He, like, yeah. fixes the plumbing. He brings in the luggage. And oh that's really it. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, why couldn't you do something with him? I would love, like, an older woman to show up and ha- let him have a little yeah. romance or something. Well, and we you never know? even found out what happened to his wife. Like, I'll tell you, I have a theory about that, too. That. Here's what I'm convinced. Here's what I'm convinced. They never did talk about it, but I have a feeling that when they started season one and they said, okay, well, because we can't have Jake, we're going to have him killed off. Mm-hmm. And so that first episode was very much a lot about his memorial and his death, and it could have bordered, especially for Hallmark, could have bordered on the depressing. And they right. were like, well, what, you know, what can we say about George's wife, we have too many characters, so we want to get rid of well. If we mention that she also has passed away, ah, it's too much death in, yeah, in one thing. Sense. So they just sort of like, <laughs> you know, pushed her under the rug and just, I presume she just has passed away in the meantime. He doesn't wear his wedding ring anymore. It hasn't since the series started. So it's oh, not like she's just off yeah. visiting somewhere or whatever. But I, at this point, five years down the road, they're not ever going to mention her. I mean, people often talk about it all the time. Like, oh, whatever happened to his wife, Gwen? And like, give it up. They're not going to mention her at this point. It's like that, that, that ship has yeah. sailed. Well, and we know that Brandon and his wife are both going to be gone. They said that, that you know, at the graduation that yeah. they were leaving. But I think a good plot would be is if you brought back Lori, wouldn't even necessarily have to be the same actress because they've already used two different right. actresses as Lori. So you could just bring in a different Lori and no, have Lori's her... always been Lori's always been the same actress. No, I um, think there was I thought there was two. No, two, two for Tara Lois. for Brandon's. There were two Taras. Oh, maybe that's which what was Brandon and two Brandons. That must be what you're thinking of. But yeah, even if they had to bring even if they had exactly. to bring in a new Lori, it would not be a problem. And then you could have her have a kid of some kind. Right. And she end up saying it. Like, that would be a natural fit. And uh, well, I think that would that would work. I, I, I sort of miss Brandon and Tara. I liked their... Remember when they were going to try to have a baby and all that? I yeah. liked that plot line. And they just sort of just went yeah. nowhere. I, again, every season, they kind of bring in... Every couple seasons, they bring in new writers. And I think they just sort of like try to refresh it or for whatever reason yeah. but I, I miss those guys I, I i hate that they got rid of Derek without even a mention i, I liked know, him a lot I, I, same i always wanted Derek and eve to get together remember eve yes. is also gone uh when well, i miss the uh, dynamic uh, or whatever i miss the dynamic of Derek and martha together sure that was fun and they don't even have oh i'm gonna forget his name now i'm so good at this usually uh her assistant who was so great oh jared um uh, yeah jared uh, jared right yeah, jared right he was so um, fun he was and, really fun and he's 
I know, and yeah. he's not around. So thank God I, they still have Abigail because she's uh, my yeah. probably one of my favorite characters. She's I love her. Really good, and I don't know. I liked the season as a whole. Like I think it had a lot of fun moments, but sure. it was a little bit frustrating at times because, like you were saying, I feel like they they would kind of offer out the carrot of this like enticing plot and then they would wrap it up in, in one episode or two episodes and which was a little bit frustrating because i felt like for instance i felt like there was way more they could have done with almost every stage of martha there's way more they could have done but especially oh. martha as this talk show host they could have for sure way longer i was so disappointed but like even just martha 2.0 where she's figuring out this new they, they could have milked that for way more and really had the character be in this vulnerable place. And I was disappointed that they, and it was interesting for Abigail too, because she's. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think they need to make it if, if I was in charge of the world, it would be, it would be much more like a soap opera where like there would be yeah. whole season long arcs. They don't yeah. do that. They wrap things up maybe in two episodes, but generally yeah. one. And Towards I, the end, you know, there was that whole thing with the treasure map and they were searching for it. And that actually went over like two or three episodes. Yeah. And I was like, that's the kind of thing that needs to play out over a whole season. And yeah, you can have like, they have like three or four plots per episode. You can bring in like one little C or D plot for a single episode, but have like an overarching plot for the whole season. Yeah. And, and maybe that's what they're, where they're headed. It would be nice. Because there if were they, a they lot that. like that. Like the whole thing with Donovan's mom, that just went nowhere. I thought that she was going to be like such a dishy, fun, like, you know, villain kind of character. And she just was kind of, eh, the uh, Luke, Grace's boyfriend was just kind of flat. They didn't really do it, you know, anything. And I don't know, I feel like sometimes cool. on Hallmark, sometimes I feel like when you're talking to television shows, they're afraid to let their characters be flawed and to breathe and to oh, yeah. make mistakes and and that's fine for a two-hour movie where everything gets wrapped up in a sweet bow but for a television show you want to see the characters grow and develop and learn and become better people otherwise well, I, I will say the one the one example of that is abigail who started out as sort of like mm -hmm. this mean spirited to some degree yeah. you know she was always sort of but she always had the 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 right intentions, but she would always do like the exact opposite way of, that Cassie would do it. Cassie like guides yeah. people to make their own correct decisions. Abigail will just like force a decision that she thinks is the correct one, which was an interesting dichotomy. And yeah. then, you know, even though I still love Abigail, she's definitely grown and now doesn't have that sort of, you know, that sort of not mean spirited, but you know, yeah. that, that sort of more uh, bite to her as a character. Um, and yeah, you, I think you're right. I mean, Hallmark just doesn't want to play that. Like, cause even like, I loved when Luke was that, that's the boyfriend yeah. who had the mysterious phone call and you realized he was, he yeah. had some uh, ulterior motive and I was like, Oh, cool. That's fun. Let's yeah, see that going to be dishy. And then, it's going to be fun. I was so excited. I know. And it just sort of didn't really go. I mean, it finally got revealed what it was, but it all got wrapped up too easily mm. um and if they had started that 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 scene where he does that phone call that should have been like episode two of the season i mean yeah. it doesn't help that they have so few episodes they only have 10 i mean yeah. i get it i get the the production you know realities and and they, they're not going to have 20 episodes a season or whatever but um it would be nice to have like 
you know, get the writers, whoever, whether they're new writers or the same writers. Yeah. I don't. Do you know if they're having the same writers next year? I, haven't I heard. don't know if it's the same showrunners as last year. I'm assuming so, but I don't know that. For yeah, sure. it was the same showrunners. Yeah, it probably is. But yeah, like, get know. that showrunner, sit down with his writers, and map out a whole arc for the whole season. Yeah. Because it's not like I mean, Good Witch is is the ratings of Good Witch are so steady. Yeah. Um, they're actually very good. It's one of their highest rated shows, but it's also extremely steady. And what that means is everybody's tuning in every week. So don't be afraid to do much more serialized storytelling. Yes. It's not like people are just sort of tuning in randomly, right? I mean, the ratings show you that everyone's tuning in every week. So they can follow the storyline, I, I would think. So yeah. anyway, that would be, I com- that would be I my... I completely uh, agree. I think that even with Abigail, like ending on her physically not being able to say i love you was kind of uh that wasn't my favorite and because that's never well, the way that's never the way the magic has been on good witch it has never been the yeah way physically stop someone from speaking like that was a little weird to me well what do you think it was i mean the thing is i like the concept of was it really her just blaming the curse or was it that she emotionally sort of wasn't quite ready to say it, even though she said she did, but she couldn't say the words. But I mean, like there was the, a complex emotion that could have been played there. Even but she they, had yeah, written it out on the flower petals and the, on the thing. Right, and it got, right. Like, that was a lot. But, but it was fine season. I enjoyed it. But I thought it could have been a great season if they had well, been a little more brave with their characters. The thing, yeah, I agree. I agree. The thing about the magic is, like, it's always been from the very first Good Witch movie, which is where I first discovered it. I saw the yeah. very first movie, whatever it was, ten years ago. Um, right. It's always been like, is she or isn't she a witch? Because everything has a rational explanation, or yeah. it could be magic. You know, and 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 as the series gone, they sort of explain that it's just that she has this like intuition. Yeah. You know, yeah, she realizes right. somebody's walking into a room, but it's not magic like like you know, bewitched. She doesn't twitch her nose and things disappear. Yeah. It's more like she's you know always she sort of has an intuition about what people need and and what the best way is to help them. But there's all yeah. there used to always be that sort of. But whenever they try to get it like the magic is real, I think they turn a corner they shouldn't turn yeah i agree um i think the magic needs to still be a mystery like you know ooh, is it the merowick you know these women have these powers or is it just that they're you know good people and she just has this intuition you know that that's right. her gift and it's not magic you know quote unquote yeah there was a weird episode also of the season where where grace was winding back time or something what was she doing that calendar you know the one where she was making I'm all so- the muffins I do. I'm so glad you brought that because, you know, I listen to you guys' podcast when they, you do the Good Witch <laughs> podcast every week. Yeah. Every week I listen. And I some, I so want to, like, call in sometimes because I'm like, no, you guys are wrong. I love that episode. I was confused I by it. That what time was travel the magic? Every, everybody was confused. Well, the idea was she she stopped time so that her – but because she thought, oh, I won't grieve. So she can, like – she, like, turned back time, like, before she was grieving. But then, you know, she realized that – you you have to grieve. You have to let the time move forward because that's the only way to get past it. But she I mean, that's sort of the, time, the lesson. But everybody else was going at the regular time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just personally stopped her emotional time. It's a little bit of a metaphor, <laughs> but I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I didn't hate I, it, and, but it was and, just a little bit like, what's happening yeah, here? 
you guys, you guys were sort of poo-pooing the whole episode. Nobody <laughs> on your we? podcast thought it was remember. that great. At least the time travel part. Everybody was sort of like, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm walking in the evenings. I, I listen to the podcast as I walk around my neighborhood. And I'm like, I'm sure my neighbors are looking at That's me because I'm screaming funny. like, no, you guys, no, no, no. <laughs> That's funny. But it's a great, it's a, your, your podcast is great. I, I love to listen to your, your Goodwood podcast. <laughs> well, we like so. to hear that. We want to be inspiring conversation. And we do have a phone number if you ever want to call in. We have a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> you want to call it. Uh, I might but, have uh, to. Well, sometimes I comment on your Facebook page. Yeah, but I, you know, I like usually that. by the time I think about that, it's like the, my my yeah. my my emotional outrage is passed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We'd like to take a second from our interview with Randy to talk about our sponsor for this episode, the good folks over at Care Of. And right now you can go to their website, takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies and get 25% off your first order from Care Of. And they're a really cool company that tries the best to make vitamins as personal an investment of your time and your, your, your benefit to your health as they possibly can. They offer a quiz and you can really determine what your vitamin needs are. And so like I was able to take it and specify that I needed energy and I needed help with sleep. And so I was able to get these melatonin packets, these dream packets, and I was able to get some help with that and some other vitamins. They come in these personalized little packets with your name and a little inspirational quote. And it's just a really great way to start off your day is some vitamins from Care Of. And if you go to their website, takecareof.com, you can get 25% off your first order. So definitely check that out. You'll really love them. I've really, I actually reordered because I've enjoyed it so much. So definitely uh, check out Care Of. Uh, so <laughs> last year, the, uh, the My Christmas Inn and the Christmas Wonderland mm. and Jingle Bell, those were all filmed in Utah, right? Yes. We were out there for two months straight. I actually, this was the last time I went to Utah. They don't send uh-huh. me on location anymore. But I was on location for Christmas Inn and Jingle Bell for two months straight in Utah, which was great fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, those were both, I mean, Jingle Bell was a musical, which is really a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do very many of those. Um, and usually they're for Lifetime. Hallmark doesn't usually do a whole lot of musicals. Mm-hmm. But we did that musical for Lifetime, and, and that was really great. And then Christmas Wonderland, um, I was not out there for, but interestingly enough, if you notice Christmas Wonderland, I was so, I was getting ready to move on to another project. So I did the first cut as we have talked about in the Uh past. I did like my editor's cut. And then Uh the director of that movie, um, who is uh, uh, Sean Olson is also an editor in his own right. He started out as an editor. And so I, when I finished my editor's cut, I turned everything over to him and he basically took it from there and was able to do his own, you know, producer's notes and, and network notes. I did some of his notes, but I had to move on to another project. Uh-huh. So that was, I kind of filled in. So we shared the credit on that film because he, he did all the network notes and the producer's mm-hmm. notes and, and what have you himself because he's an accomplished editor in his own right. The two parts that made me laugh. I, I enjoyed the mm. movie. I thought it was really, I love Emily Osmond. I think she's, she's great. She's such a great fit for Hallmark. Uh, but, right. <laughs> but I thought the, uh, 
when she's baking that cookie, I'm like, has she never seen a cookie before? Like, what's going on? Like, that cookie was, the, was so bizarre. That made me laugh. And then also the whole scene at the, at the supposed quote unquote airport, that made me really laugh. Like, it looked like oh, they took- The parking lot? Yeah, it looked like- <laughs> It looked like a cubicle for like a school or something. Like it did not, it was just funny to me. I was like, this is the least airporty airport scene yeah. I think I've ever seen in my life. No, it's true. <laughs> it was <It's> funny. True. <laughs> but it was sweet. Yeah. I really liked the uh the snowball and the and the, the glitter day the glitter fight that they had. Oh yes, yes. That was cute. Yeah, that was that was interesting because they basically had one take to shoot that because as soon as they did it. Uh, the, the wide shot when they first started doing that everybody mm-hmm. was covered in glitter sure yeah. so it was like you had to get it that first time and then you mm-hmm. could do like other things in there because getting rid of all that glitter takes forever sure um yeah. That would be a nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah uh so that one was really cute yeah then my christmas in i actually liked a lot too because i liked rob mays i think was the guy yeah uh yeah yeah and uh and tia mowry i liked them and i i had never seen him in anything before and i thought he was very dreamy and he was a lot of fun uh but i liked the fact that he came to her and said you know i'll come i'll move to you i'll come to you right there was never a question of drop everything in your life and you're evil for living in the city you're a bad person of business you know kind of a thing there was no demonizing of her character uh, which I appreciated right. and it, it was just of kind of what does she want to do now with her life and so I thought that that was really good in that one nice well if you liked him in that one one of the ones I have coming up is called the road home for Christmas mm-hmm. and he's the lead actor in that um, mm-hmm. with uh, Marla Sokoloff is the um, is the lead actress mm-hmm. and it's also a, uh, a, a musical even more so than Jingle Bell was because one of the other actresses in it is Marie Osmond, um, who does a whole musical number. It's really a special one, I think. I was going to ask if, is Marie Osmond like really in the movie? Because I was a little bit irritated in my Christmas Inn. 100% really in it. I was a little irritated in my Christmas Inn with like Jack Hay. (laughs) They they were in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah. No, Marie Marie is really in the movie for reals. Okay. Um uh way way more than, than Jack A and, and Tim Reed were for sure. Um I mean she's she's not like you know, in the whole movie, but she's got a, a very big part. She's certainly okay. way more than Jack A. because um, the the premise of the movie is uh Marlon Rob played these two musicians who are like dual they they do dueling pianos in New Orleans and they are both uh, trying to get home for Christmas, and I can't remember what reason it is, but they decide they're going to, like, road trip home for Christmas. And, and they both live in, like, they find out they both live, like, within a few, you know, miles or whatever of each other in Ohio somewhere. So they got to travel from New Orleans to Ohio over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a road movie. And, and along the way, there's lots of music. Um, and Marie Osmond plays a Nashville singer so when they get to nashville mm-hmm. uh they run into marie osmond and um they all get up and there's, there's a huge musical number there which is just so great it was so much fun working on that 
Um, and then, and then, you know, they eventually, you know, make it to Ohio and Christmas and, you know, and of course they fall in love because, you know, how, how can they not? Right. <laughs> um, it's really good. It's really a special one. I really yeah. like this one a lot. Well, we know she's a little bit country. <laughs> <Very awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That sounds great. I know. That'll it's, be fun. It's, um, it's, um, I'm so upset again, because I didn't get to meet her. Um, yeah, I was uh, going to ask you because, it, because they shot it all out in Utah, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I, I don't go on location anymore. So, but, um, she's great. She actually, um, she actually was in Vegas at the time, even though you know, her family's from Utah, she was mm-hmm. doing a, a, she has like a Vegas act mm-hmm. that she does. So she actually had to, you know, fly into Utah just like anybody else. Right. Uh, which I find funny, but um, so that's coming up. And then I have another one called Staging Christmas. that's coming up also written by Anna uh, uh, wrote Staging Christmas. Oh. And um, that's with um, Soleil Moonfry, uh, who's uh, who was Punky Booster and uh, and uh, uh, Julia White, who yeah. was um, uh, a, he was Steve Urkel. Right. It's a TGIF um, reunion. It's very exciting. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that one's a lot of fun. We're still actually, we've, we've locked it, but we're, I'm actually doing color correction on it this week. Oh, wow. Um, so, and that's a new director for us. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, we have a woman director her name is Amy Barrett and she's excellent. So, uh, that's she's a cool. new, she's a new person for us. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Is it about like a home stager or? Yes, exactly right. It's okay. somebody who she stages like homes for like when they're selling homes. And the, the guy who's played by George Stoltz, who's the, the romantic lead, he um, he's like a recently widowed and he has a little daughter and he wants, you know, he never has time to like, you know, make his house over for Christmas and his daughter sort of misses it. So he hires Soleil to like stage uh... his house for Christmas, even though they don't really ordinarily do that. Um, so that's sort of the, the premise, but yeah, she's like a, a, a house stager, I guess is what they call them. Um, but she stages like open houses for like homes that are going to be sold. Mm-hmm. I think that Anna wrote Christmas made to order on Hallmark last year, which was also basically about a stager person like that kind of that I, Jonathan Bennett hires to decorate right. his house for his parents coming into town. Uh, so I and think, that one was I think fun. you're right. I didn't work on that one. I think that's the one Anna movie that I didn't work on because I, I almost do all the ones that, that Anna yeah. does. But yeah, yeah, well. you could be right. This one, Staging Christmas, airs November 29th. So that's like what day after yeah. Christmas. And Road or Home is the one that airs. It airs October 26th. Yeah, which one is of the like, first. One of the first. I know. First. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully people <laughs> will be ready for Christmas movies in October. I think they kind of probably are. I, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of annoyed with Hallmark because they are only doing two Fall Harvest movies, and I like Fall Harvest movies, but yeah, when I mean, we're getting Christmas, it's like they're just skipping over well, fall. They, yeah. Don't they have this thing with like a, a new movie every Saturday? Yeah, they remember failed you guys about it. They skipped a week. <laughs> they failed at that quite a bit. I think they definitely overpromised uh, more than they could deliver. And uh, yeah, they they've definitely not given us a movie every weekend. Well, I remember Sister of the Bride got moved to a a, a slot because there was another movie that was yeah. supposed to be in that slot, and then that movie got pushed. And and then and then that movie that got pushed eventually ended up just on their streaming service. Yeah, it was. Madness. I don't know what the story there is. 
there's a story there somewhere yeah well they announced um, four fall harvest movies and then all of a sudden they put one of hope calls uh on this weekend and they canceled right. two of the movies it's like what so bizarre anyway it's oh it's really they're just, they're just not making them at all well i mean they're made as far as i know i actually interviewed the writer for one and the star of one oh. and they, they canceled the airing yeah i guess did they just I, move them to a different date do you suspect you or do you think they they're could. just <laughs> i i, I nothing know. has been announced at this time and all the well, all the scheduling and all the like publicity only shows two movies and so well, as we know from from being fans of good witch their scheduling got so screwed up oh. when they had to like stop when calls the heart which i don't watch but i'm sure it's wonderful yeah. uh but uh um you know when that had to be like stopped and they had to like i mean i'm sure the scheduling department at hallmark was pulling their hair out trying well, that to was so frustrating. Like, make it all work yeah, that was so frustrating because they canceled Good Witch for like three weeks, and they right. and they are supposedly not. So not only did they not give us movies in July, uh, they only gave us one movie, which was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, not on the regular Hallmark Channel. So they had only one Sister of the Bride, uh, and then uh, at the very end of the month, uh, Roman Love. Those were the only two movies of July. And they canceled Good Witch. It's like, what? <laughs> like, you could have at least left us with that. Like, what? There, there, is, there is a method. There is a message to the madness somewhere. There's got to be reason. I mean, they do these things for a reason. Yeah. Uh, just because we're not privy to the reasons doesn't mean, <laughs> and we might not agree with the reasons, but there yeah. is a reason. They don't just randomly but, do these things. Yeah. But speaking I mean, of Hallmark movies and mysteries, we, we, we talk all about Good Witch, but what we haven't talked about is my other love, which is Aurora Tea Garden. Oh yeah. Um, I love I love that Aurora Tea Garden. Um, I think that Aurora had a little bit of bad luck because each of the stories in this last month that they had had basically been covered on a previous mystery just just this year. Like you had, oh, really? uh, yeah, you had uh, a murder during a play, which had just been in Mystery One Hundred and One. They had just done a murder at a play. Uh, they had a murder at a wedding, and they had just done that at Picture Perfect Murders uh, Mysteries show. And then I'm trying to remember. Oh, the inheritance one, which they had just done similar to one with I think it was with Chronicle Mysteries. So it was kind of like I don't know. It was weird, and maybe it's just I, I see. It's because you watch everything. I, yeah. I don't watch all those other ones, so it never occurred to me that you know that these were similar uh, plot lines um yeah, so like i mean yeah well, that's one of the weeks before in june they had had the end of june had a mystery mystery 101 about play and so it just was wow. like oh but i mean i didn't hate it or anything i just i think i would have liked it better so maybe i just i, I just, watched too many i just <laughs> yeah i just the only, the only thing i didn't like about all they were all great but that that wig has to go. Ah, that wig. That it, wig has to go. It was so bad. Like why don't you know, have her normal you, hair? Like because they've had her normal hair in the past. She that character. If you watch all the movies, she has been brunette. She's yeah. been blonde. She's had long like, hair. She's had short. Hair. She's I had every color and every style you can imagine. So who cares? Like Just I give her whatever her natural. On when calls the heart because it's historical or 
attempting to be historical that you want you have to have long hair because women just didn't have short hair in that era that's understandable there's no reason why aurora teagarden can't have any color of hair that she she wants it looked so bad that wig was awful totally it was really awful and and there were in one of the one of the movies literally like it changed (laughs) colors between scenes um it was the one where where um uh her friend went to the hospital because she got attacked i can't remember which Uh one that was every scene at the hospital you could tell like the wig was a different color that day that they shot those (laughs) hospitals because all of a sudden it went from being like really red to being more blondish and i was like what's going on here and it just it looks i mean they must have the money for like a proper wig it just looked really bad and i'm not the only one i was looking online and like everybody's talking about it so hopefully they have wised up and (sighs) next time they will either let her you know get a better wig or just let her have whatever natural hair color and hairstyle that she has i'm surprised that she i mean she's got enough clout i would think that she could get a wig that she wants like a good wig i don't know well i heard i heard the reason she had a wig is because she didn't want to dye her hair again um because apparently in the past they've just dyed her hair that red color or whatever and she had Uh a different hair color and they for whatever reason they wanted her to be redhead although again i don't know why because it's been different before and women change their hair colors like people change a light bulb it doesn't mean anything (laughs) yeah Uh, but 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 um so she didn't want to color her hair because her hair was getting damaged great understood so just keep whatever your natural color exactly I, i just or get a better wig. I mean, that wig yeah. was so awful. It, I agree. Uh, anyway. I agree. Yeah. I, enough about that. I, I feel like. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you watch just as just a regular viewer, do you find yourself being like, oh, that was a weird cut there. That was a weird edit. Like, do you ever find yourself kind of looking at things that way? Not, not usually. I mean, because rarely is there like an odd edit. I mean, the thing that I might notice more is when the pay, I feel like the pacing is off. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I can usually tell when things are like, we're running too long. So they cut things like maybe a little too short or they leave things on a little longer than I think they should. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's some odd things yeah. like that, but I, I always know there's a reason, you know, yeah. um, because I'm sure you could look at films that I've cut and then after the fact, I look at them, I go, Oh, I wouldn't have necessarily done that. But at the time, I'm sure there was a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I try not to like, I try to turn my editing cap off when i'm watching just so i don't sit there and you know constantly be like oh i wonder why they made that choice i wonder why they made that choice because then it just you know i just rather enjoy the the show Mm -hmm. yeah interesting all right well we like to end our interviews with some fun questions and last time i listened to it again we did the christmas questions with you so we're going to do the regular questions this time oh good (laughs) all right what is the best ice cream flavor uh chocolate chip okay uh what is your favorite color black okay what music are you into right now i always but only music i ever listen to is like 70s soft rock okay like very uh, manilow and stuff like that <laughs> not no like 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 john denver billy joel um okay. uh things like that good good okay uh what is your go-to date night food um seafood I'm, okay. I'm a big seafood fan so very good uh what is your go-to date night activity um 
you know, dinner and a movie, always, maybe that's too boring, but that's sort of like a nice uh, thing. And it's always like the movie first and dinner after. That's Smart. Like you got it. That's the rule on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Because then you have something to talk about at dinner. Right. You can talk about And you movie. end the, the evening talking. If, if you have the dinner yeah. and everything's going great, that's fine. And then you spend the next two hours not talking and then the, it's over. Or right. you see the movie first and then and then yeah. you have uh, the rest of the time to chat. You've got it down. You've got it down. Okay. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs for sure. Okay. Uh, beaches or mountains? Mountains. 100%. Okay. Suit and tie or sweats? Um, of those choices, I would say sweats. I, <laughs> I, uh, one of the best things about my job is I can just wear... I wear like jeans yeah. and t-shirts every day. That's like my go-to thing. I just, I don't have to dress up for my job. And that's one of the best things about it. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite holiday to celebrate? Um, I, I sort of, Halloween yeah. is, a lot, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Halloween's a lot of fun because even as an adult, you can dress up and go to a party and like dress yeah. up in a crazy costume and have a lot of fun. What's your best so. costume? Um, I used my I used to go to Zorro, which is fairly nice. easy to do. But I had a really good Zorro costume. Uh-huh. And then for a couple of years, I went as Michael Myers because I had uh-huh. a really nice mask. Uh-huh. But then you go to a party as Michael Myers, and it creeps people out, <laughs> and no one wants to talk to you. Yeah, right. Because just that mask is creepy. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that they know it's like you underneath there. Like they don't want to talk to you. So I realized <laughs> that that was like the bad choice if I wanted to actually socialize at a party because no one wanted yeah. to be Maybe near me. Maybe a good choice if you don't want to. If you just want to, like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> really, just, just you're just going to, uh, to to go. Uh, it might be a good choice. I'm very excited this year because I love Halloween as well. Uh, but I, and I think I almost enjoy the 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 thought press between developing a costume maybe even more than the night itself but this year i'm going as, as where's waldo oh nice i'm really excited about yeah it's gonna be very fun i guess i don't know if spoiler alert whenever we do our hell if we'd ever do a halloween episode but uh so last question what is your favorite hallmark movie and you can say one of your own um well, it, it might it might have to be sort of one of my own um, because I don't know that I, I watch a whole lot that's not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, give me a, let me think. Uh, I really liked uh, Christmas Land was a good one I thought, um, but also there's one that's escaping my memory right now that I really enjoyed. Uh, oh, switched for switch for Christmas. Oh, switch for Christmas. Switch for Christmas. Um, only because I had I, I had so much fun working on that, trying to do all those twinning effects where you know Candace Cameron was playing her own twin. So that was like I, I really had a great time working on that film, and I think it turned out really well as well. Mm-hmm. So sorry I couldn't remember the name of it for the life. It's okay. That sounds good. I I think that. Uh, my favorite of yours probably maybe the 12 gifts of christmas i like that one mm, that was my very first one. Oh, was it my very first very first hallmark with uh katrina law and aaron o'connell i like yeah. it. i like that one pretty good it's, but, a, fun uh, one. it's a fun one mm-hmm. 
yeah it's a really good one so well thanks so much for coming on the podcast this was so much fun i really had a great time talking with you and uh, so how can people follow you on social media or anything like that i i mean i have a facebook page uh, but i don't really like you know Mm -hmm. I don't really use it that often or whatever. It's, it's not like, I'm not like out there trying to put my name out there for yeah. social media. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, find Randy Carter on Facebook. I mean, that's probably a million Randy Carters on Facebook, but uh, that's me. <laughs> Maybe you see him commenting on the good witch sports. There you go. <laughs> Respond because be he's awesome. Well, thanks again. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll be very curious to see your upcoming films and uh, we'll have to have you back on again hopefully sooner than a whole year (laughs) anytime anytime i'd love to come on great uh well thanks so much and uh you can follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and then you make sure you're following the podcast at homeworkies pod all of our social media and on itunes and youtube and uh, thanks again randy we really appreciate it and uh we will we will talk again soon